Welcome to Unlocking Matlock, the only in-depth look at the hit TV show Matlock from the 1980s and 90s starring Andy Griffith. I am your host, Joe Vargo, and joining me is my co-host... Tony Grunewald, Matlock superfan number two. That's right. One, of course, being... Joe Vargo. Well, yeah, and we say number one and number two, uh, recognizing that those are even numbers. Tony and I have officially drawn in the Matlock community when it comes to super fans. All the community agrees that Tony and I are equally fans. We we have our both of our own skill sets, but we are equal fans. Yes, it, it's it's a uh, all for one and one for all is what we say. Uh, uh, just us. I can't get anybody else to say it. But uh, yeah, they 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 uh, they think we're we're just the top. But you know what? We yeah. don't we don't uh, we 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 rule uh, with a with a soft hand instead of an iron fist. That's right. Um, and of uh, course, like all great super fans, uh, we have crossed over into just enjoying something uh, rather to now overanalyzing it and creating something, making something completely different out of it for your own enjoyment because. Uh, you just need to be the one that knows the most about something, so you make right. up stuff. The the race to know the most is over. Um, right. You and I, you and I have won that race. Yeah, Tony and I are on the moon playing golf right now. That's basically. <laughs> oh man, we beat Sputnik. May have beaten us first, mm-hmm. but we we beat him to the Matlock race. Uh, we're up here. We, we're putting away all the charts and the graphs. We've we've analyzed everything that can be analyzed. We're enjoying it now. We're yeah. with you, the fans, just talking about Matlock, unlocking it, all of its secrets. We know more about it than you do, but it's okay. Yeah. And uh, today we're talking about episode two of season one, and this episode is called The Stripper. That's right. The Stripper uh, premiered on September thirtieth, nineteen eighty six. Episode two. This was uh, Matlock's second foray into the world of crime in the seedy right. underbelly of Atlanta, Georgia. Tony, you have the uh, Wikipedia entry of this episode. I do. I and, do. Uh, which was written by, oh, uh, let's just say some Matlock super fans <laughs> who have a who have T-shirts that say number one and number two on them. <laughs> And then when people say, what, what number is that? What sport do you play? And you say, oh, solving cases. Uh, only partners of the finest defense attorney yeah. in Georgia. Right. It's <laughs> usually at Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. yeah uh, this one was a bad one this year. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, Matlock, Wikipedia entry for The Stripper. Again, September 30th, 1986. <clears throat> After being fired from one job after another because of her ex-husband, Jason Hardiman, Carla Evans resorts to stripping at a local club and keeping her son reading books in another room while she performs. When her ex-husband shows up and threatens to take her son away by going to court, she threatens him in front of witnesses. I'm not going to stand still for this. I'm warning you. So when Jason Hardiman ends up in the hospital after being shot, she is the prime suspect. Matlock, who represented her ex-husband in the divorce hearings five years ago, offers to defend her on the house (laughs) after discovering what a liar Hardiman was. This is not complicated. When Carla is released from jail, Jason is murdered in the hospital. 
Once again, Carla is the suspect in a murder case after the night nurse, Mrs. Jackson, <laughs> identifies her from the hallway and from a security camera video. Charlene tackles that by bringing up the point that she was not wearing her glasses when she identified the defendant in the hallway. Matlock notices in another video that the woman that killed Jason Hardiman buttoned her trench coat like a man left over right. When Helen Shelley is called to the stand, she says she was with Doug Template on the night Jason Hardiman was shot and when someone entered the hospital room and killed Jason Hardiman. Because they spent so much time together, Matlock assumes that she accidentally grabbed Doug's trench coat. Matlock then thinks they have a case of confused identity, so he tells a joke he heard Doug tell while going undercover at the club. One time, a woman went into a bar room with a duck under her arm. The bartender walks over and says, where'd you get the pig? And the woman says, it's a duck. And the bartender says, I was talking to the pig. Helen says, duck, I was talking to the duck. In Doug's voice, it turns out that Helen Shelley and Doug Template are one person Ooh. with two personalities. When Matlock asks Doug who killed Jason Hardiman, he says it was Helen. In Doug's words, Carla was everything Helen wanted to be but couldn't. Jason wanted to humiliate and degrade Carla and take her son from her. Doug would not let Helen kill Carla because he loved Carla. Aww. End of Wikipedia entry for the spirit. <laughs> wow, that, a, um... It's a, I mean, it's a big case. It, there's a lot of details. Yeah. Uh, I think it's that. a great summary, though. I mean, it, it really is. I like how top-heavy it is. Yeah. <laughs> and I like, I was particularly happy with how we, in the bottom of the half of the Wikipedia entry, we mm. introduced characters that we are, should have known <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> As all great right. stories should be told. Yes. We should leave some details for the end. Absolutely. But just give, give the really important ones, just kind of randomly throw them in. And yeah. when I'm summarizing something too, I also like to give quotes uh, of the thing that I'm summarizing. Like to kind yes. of give it, I like to add, like put some quotes and maybe uh, just to yeah. give some details that, that wouldn't seem out of context at all. No, not at all. Yeah. It's, it's good to, to hang on to those. And, and Tony, you often are able to just kind of, recall those when, when tony and i get together and we're, we're writing these uh, wikipedia entries uh tony is often pacing in the room and sort of acting out some of the scenes uh, that i always got matlock on my mind you know what i mean yeah i always got yeah. matlock on the mind right yeah. he, he jumps back and forth in between characters um so it really helps get some of that dialogue down it feels i mean honestly it feels a lot like what it must be like to be in the writer's room writing Matlock when we're writing Absolutely. these summaries. Um, we're, we're making discoveries and realizations as we're doing this. Absolutely. The main difference being is that I'm always, I always, I feel like to really, to play the character for you, I always have to dress up. So I'm always like stopping so I can put the yeah. back on. And I'm pretty picky about <laughs> that. Boy, are you. <laughs> like Matlock would never wear that tie. I mean, I, I, I can't afford the high, <laughs> highfalutin ties that Matlock wears. Well, enough about, you know, how the uh, how sausage is made. Yeah. How great um, we are. Right how great we are. <laughs> <laughs> number one and number two. Right. Um, so let's dig into uh, episode two of season one, The Stripper. Another hot 
sexy beginning uh, to an episode yes. of Matlock. Sweaty. Yeah, a lot of hooting and hollering in the strip club. There is a stripper dancing, and there is a a very excited audience uh, that are, is audibly telling us uh, their enjoyment. Right. I mean, we've all been to strip clubs many times, many, mm. many, 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 many times. And That's what right. we see any anytime you go, it's always the noise of the crowd is always deafening from all the Woo. and the hollering. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Come on. Woo. Woo. And it's not just a TV or movie thing at all. It's no. something that happens in real life. I know that usually, yeah, when I go to the strip club, uh, my voice gets pretty hoarse yeah, just I from the her. constant mm-hmm. hooting and hollering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, this is where we meet our, our suspect, yeah. Carla. Carla is, 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 is working as, as, a, as a dancer at the strip club. The strip club's mm-hmm. name is Girls Galore. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to look it up in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, right. the, the fine establishment, uh, girls galore. Um, uh, Carla does her dance. She does a routine. She goes back, stays. Everybody's like, hey, good job. Yeah, good yep. job. She walks back, uh, walks up to the dressing room uh, and walks straight up to a young man, a little boy sitting there mm-hmm. in a couch, reading his book, yeah. hanging out. Guess what, guys? This is her son. Her oh, son yeah. is backstage at the strip club while she's dancing she's working at the strip club dancing and before all you judgy high and mighty parents are like well i would never leave my son at the strip club that seems dangerous get right. off get off your high horse yeah get a life get yeah get get yeah get a life get, get a- off <laughs> get get over yourself yeah You're not so great either you know right who you know, who died and who died and made you king made you king of, of parents who made right. you king of parents so yeah, so uh, her son is back there. He's going to sleep there. So yeah, so then uh, Carla leaves stage, or as her stage name is Yolanda, leaves stage. Her ex-husband is out there waiting for her um, after she meets with her, her son. And he is just, he wants his boy back. Um, this gentleman's name is Jason Hardiman. And you know what? He yeah. is a hard man. That's he right. Is, he is a very tough individual he's in carla slash yolanda's yeah. face his last name is onomatopoeia i believe sure is it sounds like what it is yep uh he's in he's in carla's face saying you need to give me my son back i've been chasing you hounding you i've been trying to find you apparently he has been like basically kicking her out of every job she's had since she divorced him he, mm. you know he's been getting her fired and basically, so he's very powerful. They were up. Carla was once at the upper class with, with him. And since the divorce, she's had to, quote unquote, sink down right. to the level of being a stripper, which that's not. That's a good job. That's, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, right. But, so, but he, he's saying this is not a good environment for my son, even though he's the reason that she's there. It seems a little yeah. hypocritical to me. But he's like, give me my son back. And she's like, yeah. no. I'm going right. to show you. And she, she threatens him. Yeah. She, she, she threatens him out loud. Right. To the, and the other strippers hear it. Yep. And this is the thing about strippers, guys. They're snitches. <laughs> strippers. If you tell a stripper something, <laughs> they will, they will narc on you in a second. They yeah. will rat you out anytime. So she's threatened him in public 
everybody can hear. And then uh, guess what happens that night, guys? Yeah, so uh, I assume he goes home at this point. I'm not sure he goes straight home or, or how that works. I mean, uh, he might be hungry. Yeah. <laughs> but he goes home to his mansion, uh. and we see the door slowly open, um, you know, the turn of a murderer of the knob. Just slowly, slowly creak yeah, it open. Slowly creak it open. Uh, he has perfect hearing. He's able to hear this door open right away. And he comes down in his robe, closing up his robe. What's going on here? Who is it? Uh, and he gets shot. Bang. Gets yeah. shot. We don't see who the shooter is. Yeah, which is However, now, this is already breaking Matlock formula, I want to say. Yeah, we're uh, in, in previous Matlock episodes, we've been a witness to the murder we are we know who the murderer is mm -hmm. uh, going into it uh before matlock does and so right. matlock basically has to catch up with us which gives us an awful lot of power um but yeah. so matlock <laughs> has to catch up to us uh this episode like joe said we don't know who did it we don't it's, know we just see a silhouette of a woman a woman with big hair huge hair huge, <laughs> hair, huge hair fills the doorway fills the doorway <laughs> with that Beautiful 1986, yeah. curly, just floppy hair. Big, big hair. Big hair. Right. So clear, uh, yeah, and high heels. There's, there's very, very prominent, like, stiletto high heels. Shoots, then scatters out the door. She, whoever that is, is gone now. We don't know who it is. And now we, you know, now this murder has happened. Now we are blessed on the screen by Ben Matlock himself. He makes his first appearance. He's at the police station uh, bringing a present to a, a detective who just had a baby boy. And they are baby suspenders. Um, that's We're pretty certain that's what he, the gift yeah. he gave. So Matlock gives a great gift. He spots Carla in the police station, recognizes her from when he tried to destroy her life as a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> divorce attorney right. apparently five years ago yeah so the mythology of matlock is is one is a, is is a great one because it's one that unfolds as it goes on and yeah. so apparently he wasn't just a defense attorney he was also mm -hmm. he also handled divorces on the side yeah um he uh he knows a whole her. different set of law matlock can handle it though yeah i mean smart guy he's been a lawyer for a long time so right. he knows all the books he's got the old editions of the yeah. law he's got the new editions so he can uh up, update his notes and whatnot mm -hmm. and uh, it's the so same it's the same standard principles of matlock have a hunch and just <laughs> make it work <laughs> exactly exactly the smallest bit of clues can lead yes you to completely destroy somebody. You gotta, life. you gotta start somewhere. Exactly. Um, but he actually lost this case because uh, Carla was able to keep her custody of her son. Mm -hmm. um, he has decided to take on her case pro bono mm -hmm. again because uh, he realized later that her husband, who is now the victim of a murder or attempted murder at this point, he's not dead. He's in critical condition. Right. Was a bad guy. So Matlock will now. Yeah, Matlock's trying to redeem, uh, trying yeah. to right or wrong. You know That's what I right. mean? Classic Matlock. Uh, not also, Matlock wants to prosecute himself and defend himself. He's lawyering himself in this situation, and he's going to help her out. 
Um, says he'll represent her. There's a little bit of animosity there, obviously, because um, she. This is the lawyer that <laughs> took her took her livelihood and her way. Yeah, she and gets over it real quick. She really um, does. She kind of yeah. recovers pretty quickly. I mean, it's a Matt. It's a Matt Lock. It's Matt Lock. It's Matt. Yeah, Lock. You really can't. He, he's the best in the city. The um, now we go to the hospital where the 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 husband is. Uh, he's in a hospital bed trying to hang on to his life and we see again that kind of same silhouette shadowy figure the uh hair back. the hair is back uh the stilettos are back the big lee press on nails are back dressed like a nurse she cuts off the power to the hospital um which is really very irresponsible it's extreme i think it, it requires a lot of knowledge on this person's part of one, where do you cut the power off? I know you, you, you and I, Joe, I don't think we would be able to walk into a hospital and walk directly to the uh, power room. I mean, I think, you know, from watching enough episodes of Matlock, right. I think that I, unfortunately, an unfortunate side effect of being uh, number one and number two Matlock fans is that you start to kind of get inside the head of a killer. Um, so we see, we see the, the killer go into his room and insert some sort of liquid uh, in, into him and uh, with a syringe. The power goes back on and the nurse stationed there sees the killer rushedly put on an a overcoat um, for some reason. There's a lot of, there's a lot of jacket business in yes. the world of Matlock. It's um, true. Uh, yeah, in our last episode... We talked extensively yeah. about Dick Van Dyke's uh, uh, big Inspector Gadget overcoat. Right. Trench coats play a big part mm -hmm. of the Matlock universe, um, but uh, uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of coat work. Uh, the nurse sees this person who has just cut the power and has been in this room and is putting this coat on, and and now they sees him at the end of the hallway, and she turns real quick to call the police, and then they're gone. They escape. Yeah. She saw him. She's caught, she's caught a glimpse of this person. So now this nurse is, has vital information that we need. So now we jump back to the court case where Carla is now being charged with not attempted murder anymore, but now murder because uh, Mr. Mr. Hardman. Mr. Hardman's gone now. <laughs> she gets, he's, he's, they finally got him. Such a tough guy. Took yeah. a bunch of bullets right. and some poison. Yeah. To finally do the job. Uh, I, I don't know if this guy was Hardeman or Rasputin. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so the court case begins. Again, a prosecutor that stands no chance. Uh, a young man, a little bit more pizzazz this time. Got, he has kind of a, a, a really uh, sweet head of hair. I think what immediately calls to mind is everybody wants to, uh, you know what it kind of reminds me of is, you remember Full House, that show Full House? There was yeah. Uncle Jesse. Of course. That hair. Yeah. But I think it was, you had pointed something out to me. It's oh, this is, yeah. I yeah. pointed this out to you when we were in San Francisco together looking at the painted ladies. I first, I first annoyingly said, you know, these, this isn't the full house. This isn't where they lived. This is just where they had the picnic. Because you were really enjoying it. I was. <laughs> you were really enjoying it. And I, I wanted to ruin it. It, 
Look, I number one to you on that one. I did. You did number one. I've always wanted to go there and just experience that picnic and just. Right. But then I I also said, you know, everyone talks about Uncle Jesse's hair. But if you really think about the first couple seasons of Full House, uh, Danny Tanner's hair was really something else, too. It was was the superior hair. It was the superior hair because it was, you know, Uncle Jesse had that rock and roll lifestyle, you know sure. what I mean? So it was kind of wild and crazy and yeah. a little bit unkempt. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and so, but Danny Tanner had his, it was like controlled chaos. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the prosecutor in this episode of Matlock has Danny Tanner hair. Yeah. Uh, which is, it's refreshing to see that kind of hair. Um, but we just know he's not going to stand a chance. He's already no. No. Cow- kowtowing to Matlock yeah. immediately. He's showing yeah. all of his weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> Matlock, Matlock, like a T-Rex, is yeah. able to has, has zeroed in on his prey and is just like, I know I can take this guy out. So Carla is not given bail, and she must go to jail. And Matlock visits her in jail and asks if there's anybody that might have something against her. And she says, Oh yeah, there was this woman, Helen Shelley, that would call me and threaten me. You know, it, it's, I get so many people calling me and threatening me all the time. Yeah. That I, I yeah. sometimes forget that it could somehow be related to the, the murder rap that was just handed well, to me. Look, we all, I mean, let's, let's, let's be real. We all have, we all experience that. We all, you know, get our hate calls, right? Um, and it just kind of cycles through. It cycles in and out. It's something we deal with on a monthly basis um and so yeah she, so she had a someone just hate calling her that she didn't really know that well but yeah she just stopped calling and she so thought nothing of it yeah i like i say no big deal someone's calling me yelling at me screaming at me mm-hmm. threatening me hey if they if it stops it's obviously not a problem anymore. and tony you've actually uh, been able to befriend some of your hate callers that's right isn't it i have we we well that's we how know. tony and i met that's correct because uh, again the number one number two rivalry in yeah. the matlock circuit so to speak you know mm. we it was we our cross our paths hadn't really crossed but we'd heard of each other kind of yeah. circled each other you know mm-hmm. uh, and then uh so uh joe would just like randomly he got my number from some vendor where i would yeah. buy my matlock uh memorabilia from i really and, shook him down for that number i said who who else is buying who else is buying all these matlock bobbleheads like, this is guy Tony. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Joe shook him down, and so then Joe started calling me, screaming at me, just like you. Well, first it was just like, like you, hey, you suck, and then he'd hang yeah. up the phone, and I right. was just like, what is this? Like, yeah. come on. And then uh, it escalated fairly quickly from like you suck <laughs> to like, I've yeah, cut the gas line in your house. I honestly, I I kind of lost myself in those moments. You know, t- Tony would just uh, he'd keep his cool, and uh, he would often just kind of quote Matlock, like he's prone to do. And um, eventually, Tony and I did a scene from season three, episode nine, and we just never stopped being friends from there. No, yeah, yeah. it was it was we to to our, we solidified our bond. Yeah, by uh, uh, reenacting. Kismet. Yep. That we reenacted a scene between uh, Matlock and a 
uh, feisty gardener. <laughs> Classic <laughs> scene. Um, you know yeah. it. You guys know it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But say, yeah, there's this Helen girl that's been calling. Right. And uh, so maybe, maybe that's someone that Matlock should look into. Yeah. You know? uh, so I think, uh, I think Tony with that, we've, left the audience here with enough mystery of who is uh who is this helen character who's this helen helen shelley that i think now we can uh, take a little break we can take a, a commercial break yes so uh guys big i know you're you're all big fans of the podcast you've been listening for a long time now uh we still have an exciting opportunity uh for a big fan fest get together uh we're gonna hit the open sea Joe, me, you, some special guests. It's going to be the Unlocking Matlock Cruise, uh, Fan Fest Cruise 2020. We have booked a phenomenal package for everyone. We're hope, we hope you guys are all going to be able to join us. We, uh, we're having a little issue right now because we had initially booked a 14-day <laughs> or two-week cruise but so far nobody has uh booked any uh actual packages but joe and i um so we the yeah. cruise line is really not happy and 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 with all these uh <clears throat> i have all these rooms reserved that nobody is claiming i, I was surprised at the vulgarity from the cruise line supposed to be uh right. hospitality right uh, no, there's there was no hospitality mm. uh to this uh you know the the, the fun the fun cruise director has a pretty uh, uh, potty mouth, if you yeah. ask me. Um, <laughs> yeah, swab your mouth. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. I, is this? Uh, I, I I didn't know we were running with a bunch of sailors. I thought right. this was just a, a you know a cruise, not a not a pirate ship. You know what I mean? Is what I <laughs> and said. And Tony to Tony did say that. Yeah, he said it right to him. Well, it was when he hung up. <laughs> After he hung up, I said it to Joe. Yeah. I said, you know what I should have said. But it was like, it was like it happened. It was, it was like he was there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they're not super happy. So what I really need you guys to do, I know you want to come. I need you to call. Uh, I'll send out the link later. You guys can call, call the link and uh, uh, book a tour. Um, not a tour, book a, a room. Uh, Tony, I've been, uh, I've been trying to uh, click on your link that uh, I, it keeps, it's not worth yeah, it it keeps it's not a hyperlink, I don't think. Well, yeah. I I wrote it out and then highlighted it. I wrote out the link, uh-huh. and then highlighted it. Yeah. And then went up to the toolbar and I clicked the underline. Okay. So the whole the whole It's very confusing cuz it's it looks like a link, but it doesn't actually Huh. Yeah. yeah have uh, you checked your have you but it, did you check are you hardwired or do you have oh, uh, wireless internet? You know what? That's a good point. I'm going to plug into my router tonight. Direct, go to you want to go directly get a main line <laughs> otherwise links don't work <laughs> links, that's right that's this is right the thing, this is the thing about links is what mm-hmm. i learned is yeah <laughs> wireless internet it can be a little buggy sometimes oh yeah well sometimes uh if you try to click a link um that has been written out and mm-hmm. then copy and pasted mm-hmm. underlined it, it unless there's wi-fi on and if you're hardwired um, what it is is that it can't make a connection. It doesn't make a good connection. Yeah, and I've heard that links can get worn out. Um, <laughs> yeah, that if so you click you them only, too much, that's yeah. right. You can only click. I mean, you can only click a link so many times before right. it expires. That's right. The, link, the yep. links expire. So I'm going to send out that link later. 
I need everybody to click it within the first 10 or 12 hours. Otherwise it'll expire and then I got to do the right. whole thing over again. Yeah. Um, I'll have to get out my hard drives mm -hmm. to find out uh, <laughs> where, where I put the link. Uh, I didn't label them so good. So, uh, and I bought the same brand. So I have like mm -hmm. six 35 gigabyte hard drives <laughs> that I don't know um uh where i put the link so it takes me a while so anyway if you could just click the link within mm -hmm. the first couple hours that would be great and then go book your room we have amazing rates uh set up for you you're not going to want to miss this we've got so much great stuff planned there's going to be a uh, 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 murder mystery that joe has planned yeah that i understand you're still you're still trying to figure out who did it yeah, uh, I'm kind of, what I'm doing is I'm uh, working backwards, just like a, a Matlock episode yep. would, and I'm starting with the murder scene. So I, I have uh, uh, many clues in the murder scene, um, and I'm trying to trace it backwards. Like I have a comb, and we'll have a barber involved. Um, so it's going to be a real whodunit. It's, I, I, guys, it's going to be so much fun. You're not yeah. going to want to miss this. We have so much great stuff planned. Um, per, you know, kind of pertaining to this episode, um, I just found a, uh, 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 an instructor who's uh, going to come with us, and uh, she's going to be giving pole dancing lessons to everybody. Um, so you can kind of reenact your favorite scenes from this episode yeah. uh, with us, with you, right. with this poor woman <laughs> who's going to give us these lessons in pole dancing. Now, some of you who may have bad hips or issues uh, with mobility and mm -hmm. wheelchairs, this may not be the class to participate in, but this is definitely mm -hmm. a class that you can uh, wheel on up and watch, get the, put, put the old brake on. And, yeah, and, not too much hooting and hollering though, okay? Yeah, keep it down, guys, you know? Um, but uh, uh, so yeah, we got a pole dancing lessons going. Uh, I mean, there's gonna be a scavenger hunt. Come on, give us, you know, call that link and, uh, and uh um <laughs> yeah call the link today um we really we really need uh we need to book more tickets here otherwise the 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 uh the cruise uh the, the, the liner yeah the, liner, the company we're gonna use they're gonna they're gonna kind of cancel our reservations and we're gonna have to kind of start over from scratch so we really yeah. don't want to do that again and they, uh, they right now are saying some really slanderous things they're calling us liars they're saying you know, you yeah, you said that there would be at least a million people, you know, trying to get tickets. I don't um, know that I should have said million. I feel I do feel bad about that. I should have. I think that I Tony. I think that you know we're both optimists, and <laughs> why that's what we thought would happen. Right. So right. why 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 sell ourselves short? If, if being an optimist is is a crime, mm -hmm. lock me up. Throw away throw away throw away the key. Throw away the key. <laughs> So, so call that link today and book your tickets. It's going to be a fun-filled summer, uh, a, a breezy, quick, fast-paced 14 days uh, through the South uh, Caribbean seas. Got more information to come about some of the excursions we're going to be doing. Um, but uh, I'm still still uh, waiting for some uh, emails back from some 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 uh, people I contacted about that. Via uh, I sent some letters out. So, um, but you can uh, book your book your book your room today. So you can join us on Unlocking Matlock Fan Fest Cruise 2020. All right. That is, uh, that is really exciting, Tony. I can't wait to go. I can't I, wait. I can't wait. I mean, honestly, this has been um, really kind of a, a personal ordeal for me working on this cruise. <laughs> it's been...
I mean, um, it's, we're, burning, it's, we're burning the candles on both ends. Yeah. You know I mean? uh, we got yeah. the podcast going and then we want to celebrate mm-hmm. the podcast with this. Group. Right. Um, it's taken a toll, a real toll on me. Um, <laughs> you don't look good. The, <laughs> the amount of uh, late nights and, and phone calls and uh, it's not easy. So yeah, yeah. please, please. I mean, we're really, like I say, we're stretching ourselves yeah. thin, but it's going to be worth it to hang out with you, the fans. Right. To interact with you guys. I know everybody has been waiting a long time to, to do something like this. And, and now let's let's jump back into to uh Matt Locke, our episode two, season one. So we, we jump back in, we're back at Girls Galore. Uh Matt Locke is now uh sniffing around at the strip club. He meets Doug. I think that we failed to mention the stand-up. We we mentioned it in our Wikipedia. We, but Doug is the stand-up comedian or also the host that introduces the dancers as well as tells a, a joke in between. Uh, so Matlock meets Doug, this comic, and he's asking if anyone has seen this mysterious Helen Shelley. Doug is immediately suspicious. So Matlock tells uh, everyone that works at uh, Girls Galore that he wants to meet Helen Shelley and uh, for her to reach out to him. He says, let's meet, I want to, I want to meet this Helen. That's right. Yeah. And uh, so now we go back to court, that nurse that witnessed uh, the other nurse running out of the hospital is on the stand. She's on the stand and Matlock's is, 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 is really grilling her. He's trying to get down to the bottom of it. Well, I think it's actually, it's Charlene. Oh, you're right. We forget. Now, so Matlock's daughter, Charlene, we, I think we do have confirmation now that she is a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, she's she's a lawyer. He lets her handle some cross examination in this episode. She's a she's a very competent, very uh, good lawyer. Um, and so Matlock kind of lets her drive a little bit. And so she gets up and she starts talking to the nurse who, who saw the the killer. Right. And you know, uh, uh, is like, so what did you see? The nurse describes it. Um, there's video footage of it, by the way. There's because there's cameras everywhere. Yeah, in, but in cameras the- weren't reliable back then. No, because it was a real like the, it's a filter on on Instagram yeah. now, but it was just right. like back then surveillance cameras, it was it was just surveillance style video. <laughs> it was the only type of video camera you could get up until about 1998. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So there's footage of it. It's not good, but we can see the two the nurse sees the fake nurse and and realize something. But like there's something strange about it because in the video. Or on the stand, mm. is it, that she's wearing her glasses? Yeah, on the stand, she's wearing yeah. her glasses because she's nearsighted. Yes. But in the video footage where she's seeing the murder suspect, she mm. is not wearing her suspect. Yeah, they are on a the chain back. around her neck. Right, right. Uh, this is a classic My Cousin Vinny uh, mm-hmm. uh, style teardown uh, where if you don't wear your glasses and a crime is committed, That's right. you, you didn't see anything. <laughs> You really actually saw nothing, right? Um, and nothing that you said about anything is credible, exactly. um, because you you hallucinate when you don't have glasses on. Right. When I'm not wearing my glasses, uh-huh. I don't know what's happening around me. Um, yeah. It's almost as if like sounds are distorted, and smell mm-hmm. and touch. Like yeah. when they when I take them off my face, it's like a switch has been thrown. Right. And all my other senses just get shut off. And I'm in the dark, you know, I'm just, I can't see anything or hear anything or smell anything, touch anything. 
I'm done. That's right. I, I, I had to calm you down. Uh, we were at a movie together and you uh, took your glasses off to wipe them on your shirt and you had a complete meltdown. You thought, um, thought I was dead. Yeah. I thought I had died because yeah. I couldn't see anything anymore. Right. Oh. And then I accidentally put on the 3d glasses onto you. That was um, insane. <laughs> I we, were, we were at, we were at avatar. Right. I thought that big blue, man mm-hmm. was coming to kill me <laughs> right. and you yeah and so i threw myself out up out up and out and and yeah. tried to stop that man from from getting you with a spear yeah and, uh, tony left at the screen broke it that cost, <laughs> right. that cost a lot of money yeah like, here's, here's the thing guys i didn't have to pay a cent you know why because i wasn't wearing my glasses that's right i you it, can't I can't, you can't prove anything you can't prove if you're not wearing your glasses. So guess what? I got off yeah. scot-free, ruined that movie theater. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Nobody gives a shit about Avatar because of it. That's nobody right. Nobody remembers it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to the second one. But uh, <laughs> I'm really excited to see the continuation of uh, that story. What was the story? So um, <laughs> we don't need to get into it. Okay. Um, so yeah so the nurse is completely destroyed on the stand made a mockery out of really uh, which is good for to, uh, an old healthcare worker um <laughs> really stick it to him yeah so now uh, it turns out that helen shelley our mysterious woman has reached out to matlock to meet her at a bar a dark bar uh matlock goes there to meet with this mysterious character who is really not making a lot of sense right no, it, it's it's odd that she's finally reached out to him only after Matlock has kind of hounded and you know spread her name all over town yeah. looking for. Her. Yeah. Uh, they meet in a seedy bar again, an uh, 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 unlikely place for for a Matlock to be is in a a dark and musty uh, mm-hmm. you know, red light filled bar. It's dark; you can't really see yeah. anything. So, yeah. you know, he's, he's he finds Helen. He sits down. They start talking. He's asking her questions. Does she mm-hmm. does she know this? Does she know this Carla person? Has she called this Carla person? Has she harassed them? Right. And 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 Helen is denying everything. You know, Helen mm-hmm. has, has no idea who she's talking. You know, he she knows of Carla because she knows Doug, and Doug knows Carla. But that's that's about it. She never had any ill will towards her or did anything like that. Right. Denies the hate calls. Mm-hmm. Um. So he kind of leaves. She, you know, there's a she. At one point during the conversation, a bottle is is dropped, and 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 this Helen lady's hand gets cut. That's right. Um, and so and Matt she goes, a, "Ow!" Yeah, because it hurts. I don't know if you've ever been <laughs> cut by a, a a dirty bottle at a bar, but it hurts not just that day, but for several days afterwards. Once when yes. that infection kicks in, whoo! Oh whew, man, that, that then hurts. it stings. It's yeah. like it's happening all over again. <laughs> Right, right, right. I've I've had a lot of infections. Um, <laughs> it's a problem with you. Like, well, I, I know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really I don't like cleaning my wounds. Um, you gotta, uh, you gotta, you gotta at least wash it off. So you know, get, clean that out. No, no, no. I mean, this is not man versus wild. You don't have to kind of you know fight through the pain. You can take care. We have all these facilities and things available to us to. I it's worked out for me okay. I mean, I I find though you're you're in pain all the time. I find some moss, and uh, I wrap a leaf around it. 
I don't even know where you got that. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't at Mike, work. At Michael's. <laughs> those aren't even real. Those are fake, Joe. Those aren't real plant life. They don't have any uh, of the minerals or nutrients that. Well, you need to I'm fine. <laughs> I only got gangrene once, and the doctor said it was a total fluke. But it was a real close call. Yeah. <laughs> it was a real close call. Yeah. Well. Uh, but yes, um, cuts his hand. Matlock goes, the gentleman thing to do. Matlock's going to help the, the hurt lady. Gets up to get, get a greasy, dirty bar rag. Because, <laughs> you know, bartenders always yeah. have clean, disinfected yes. rags behind the counter. Yeah. Uh, grab some cocktail napkins, turns, she's gone. Gone. Oops. Disappeared. Wow. Again, How mysterious. So now we cut to Matlock playing the banjo, um, and he's uh, kind of musing, I would say, on it. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a little upset because this has all been dead ends for him, and he's right. not used to that. Matlock is usually able to come up with some kind of lead, some, some shred of evidence somewhere. So he's forlorn. He's, forlorn. he's uh, got a little melancholy. He's, thinking of, he's trying to think on it. He's trying to examine it in his head. You know, and how does one relax and try to zone in and concentrate on something? You play the banjo. The, the instrument that he really loses himself in. Um, and he's playing it. He's watching the surveillance footage over and over again. Uh, Charlene comes in and says, look, I'm going home. It's super late. And she buttons up her jacket. And he notices in the surveillance tape that the person buttoning up their jacket buttons it up the way a man would button up their jacket from with the right going over the left. Whereas Charlene's buttoning up her jacket like a, a woman's coat would with her left going over her right. And then what follows is at least a, a, a very long scene mm-hmm. of, of him unbutton, unbuttoning and buttoning, rebuttoning really your drive coat. home the point <laughs> <laughs> to really let it sink in yeah. on what he's discovered and mm-hmm. what he's seen and what it means. Yeah. So we watch, he makes Charlene unbutton and button her jacket three or four times. Right, it right. It goes on for a while. Yeah. Um, until finally, it took me, and then I was just like, oh, it's the buttons after watching. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. I remember you texted me. I did, I did. Yeah. I, had my, uh, I, you know, I, I pulled my laptop out and I decided to text you. Yeah. So I, I messaged you. <laughs> I messaged you there. Well, yeah, hey. I, got, I got a link in my uh, text. <laughs> But it said the uh, link to uh, group me. Yeah, it said www.groupme.com. Did you see yeah. the button clue? Right. I didn't. You didn't. You didn't respond. But well, um, no, I tried clicking it, and it took me to download group me, and I did, and I uh, couldn't find you in there. I lost my password again. I don't know what <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, now he has this. This is very weird. So the the buttons have have kind of started the gears going and matt watched yeah mm. so now like things are starting the you yeah know, the, the ba- between it was the banjo playing mm-hmm. kind of got his mind focused enough to notice the buttons and then he immediately springs back into action yep. knows what he needs to do we're back in court and he has called helen to the stand he has tracked yeah. helen down got helen back on the stand and he starts questioning her again about her relationship with doug the mc who yep. has who's you know in the in in his relationship with with uh, with Carla and uh, again Helen doesn't really have any much to say she's she doesn't have any information for yeah. him not involved 
Right. You know, he doesn't really quite know what the big deal is. And, you know, mm-hmm. so he kind of, all right, kind of throws his hands up and, and, uh, you know, he, he says, all right, well, you know, it's, it's just a case of mistaken identity, maybe or, uh, confused identity. So Matlock decides to tell a joke and guess what joke he's going to tell. He tells that joke that Doug, that he had heard Doug tell at the strip club earlier. That's right. A woman walks into a bar with a duck under her arm. Somebody says, hey, what are you doing with that pig? And then the woman says, "Uh, I think you mean a duck. And then the guy says, I was talking to the duck. And then that, like a a gunshot, something goes off. So Matlock says the joke wrong. He tells it incorrectly. He tells the joke wrong. Yeah. And then like something just snaps in Helen and suddenly she speaks, but it's not her voice we hear. Yeah. It's Doug, the MCs. And he says, it wasn't a duck. It was a pig. (laughs) And and the, the entire audience is confused. The jury, the jury is very confused. But, you know, no surprise there, the jury being confused because oh, they're gosh. idiots. Stupid. I mean, can you, how do you get suckered to be on a jury and <laughs> I mean, sit there I with your mouth just, uh, Oh, I filled out a form that was oh, sent to me in the mail. Uh, it's the law. It's the law. I better go. Sorry. Hello, job. Yeah, I can't come in for three <laughs> to four days because I have to go sit on the jury and listen to Matlock talk about the case. What? Yeah. You can't fire me. That's illegal. You can't fire me. I gotta. You gotta give me time. So stupid. So idiot. What a waste of time. You don't even need to go. I mean, these these lawyers figure it out. They solve the cases before mm-hmm. it even goes, before the jury even has to do anything. Right. In every television show I've ever seen, the the the, the case is either solved immediately, <laughs> or the lawyers do all the work, or the judge right. says what what yeah. the verdict is. Yeah. All these idiots do is sit in the room and suck up valuable air. Right. They go to their right. worthless brains. Yeah. Earn an easy there. paycheck, just stealing uh, all this right. money from, from the state and the from government, the you know, collecting those, those jury checks. It's, it's, and free lunches. It's, it's, it's such a waste. It's yeah, such a waste. It's a Everybody's waste. time and money. The and system lunches. is broken. It's broken. There are lunches yeah. that have been given to these people that we could be eating. We could be eating those That's lunches. Right. <laughs> I am starving. Anyways, these dumb jurors are looking on. They're all surprised. Uh, yeah, and then eventually Helen takes off her wig. And it's Doug. It's Doug. And the whole courtroom gasps. Everyone's shocked and unbelievable. Yeah. And we find out that Doug and Helen are the same person. They're the same person. Doug has what movies like to call multiple personality syndrome. That's right. And Matlock mentions that he called a doctor friend of his. Yeah. He says he doesn't say his name. He doesn't say what specialty or specialist he is. Mm. Uh, It's just his doctor friend. Probably somebody he, you know, probably someone that has, he has a vacation beach house next to you know uh uh not not involved clinically in any sense just a doctor he knows he calls yeah and uh and then and then Doug confesses to Helen doing the whole thing yeah but i would say that that's interesting because it doesn't Helen doesn't really seem to get a chance to defend herself 
Right, right. The, the, so the thing about convicting of someone with multiple personality syndrome of crime mm-hmm. or disorder, syndrome disorder, I'm not quite sure, but um, you, you can't charge one person without charging the other one, unfortunately. That's, yeah. It's really hard to do. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. So, so, and he's up there. He's, and I, I've heard of some cases where they've tried to do that where, um, you know, the one personality spends half of the day in the jail. Right. And then half the day out, but it's just a really difficult thing. It's to so police. confusing, man. There's so much paperwork. There's yeah, so much paperwork you got to right. fill out to mm-hmm. get to to let somebody out of jail for just yeah. a few hours until they turn back into the other person. Right, right. Yeah, put them back in, fill out more forms. No, but you're right, Joe. She, Doug is like selling this Helen, his other personality, just down the river. He's saying that she did it. She she was jealous of Carla. She wanted mm-hmm. to humiliate Carla. Carla was such a good stripper that, yeah. that, that Helen was jealous of her abilities and her status and wanted right. to ruin her life. So she yeah. killed her ex-husband because she knew it would get Carla in trouble and mm-hmm. get her son taken away. You know, Doug's just creating this portrait, this terrible monster, turning this Helen into a terrible monster. And like you said, he doesn't let Helen back out to defend herself. Yeah, no I was right. really hoping to. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I was really hoping for a scene where he would have to do a lot of quick changes. Like, hold on, let me go ask Helen, and then get up and like run out into the bathroom to quick uh-huh. put on his Helen, right. and then come back into the courtroom and uh-huh. be like, "What was the question again?" And right. then like, get the question asked, but very out of breath. Yeah, yeah, very out of breath. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe Doug would know, and then get back up and then have to run. Right the bathroom right Doug uh, clothes on matt lock would not put up with that kind of ridiculousness i, I can like tell it. you i can matt tell Lock's you that he's not much. big on slapstick nope <laughs> he's, he's more of a word guy <laughs> now it's something I, I i thought was kind of interesting you know in this in this episode is um it really caught my attention when uh uh helen removed her wig you know the courtroom the audience gasped the thing that was interesting about that to me was it was almost as if the courtroom audience was putting on a show for matlock as if and tony i don't i want to present a conspiracy oh okay all right um willing to listen yeah i have reasons to believe and i i you know i hang out in certain matlock circles that that you don't Um, (laughs) i warned you about and i've (laughs) i've been dabbling a little bit with some of the Ooh. darker uh seedier matlock elements and ideas um and i want to bring this up i think it's worth saying but i almost feel as if matlock is not a show about a lawyer in atlanta matlock is a show about a very rich forgetful retired man who is in an, a very expensive nursing home where they're able to build out a fantasy for him where he's a big shot lawyer and everything is just a play and his whole life is is just set up his daughter charlene is not really his daughter that's his caretaker uh tyler is not really his private investigator that's also it's his caretaker and his doctor this is unbelievable this so what you're saying is it's like an elaborate he's someone of power that needs protected maybe dementia or something and they're trying right. to be safe so they've right. created this they've gone to a 
unbelievably <laughs> elaborate way, means mm-hmm. to create this world around him to protect him by creating crime and oh my gosh yeah and it, 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 it sounds it sounds absolutely insane joe but okay. you know what well but you know what yeah it kind of makes sense too because that does. was clearly a man this whole time and nobody caught it and that is that is the seduction of a conspiracy, I would say, is, you know, it's it's hard to look away once you see one. And there's just a lot of things about Matlock. I mean, I don't know if I'm just trying to maybe undercut just how good he is, uh, but sometimes he's just a little bit too good. It's almost as it, if he, he knows the script the whole time. I mean, my, my knee-jerk reaction is to say, like, no, he is that good. He's, he's, he's Superman. Right. You know what I mean? He's, he can do these things. This is just – it's the character. It's, it's, this is what he does. But the way you're presenting it to me, I mean, it's really making me think. There's just all these coincidences all the time. I mean, it's, 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 it's very, very interesting. I, it's a thread that I'm very interested in pulling at the willing to sacrifice my job and my family to investigate, to really <laughs> dig in deeper. I think, I mean, is there more information that I can look into this? Look, I mean, don't don't go all Matthew McConaughey on me here, in True I mean, Detective. I'm, I'm beginning to think the time isn't what it says it is. <laughs> so we'll we'll keep an eye on that conspiracy going forward. I, I don't want to turn this into. There's a lot that, of there there's dark? a lot of Matlock uh, conspiracy podcasts out there. Um, what about <laughs> there is a lot. There is a lot. <laughs> I don't usually like to talk to those guys, but we might have no. to start calling him to get some information i'm willing to look into it i'm not gonna say you're right but it's something we should definitely think about right and uh i have a cousin who's a cop what (laughs) (laughs) no no call him right now okay hold on let me let me just dial him in all right it's ringing hey Michael, sorry, uh, sorry for calling so late. Who is this? Uh, it's your cousin Joe. I- I'm here with uh, uh, my friend Tony. Uh, we're doing our um, uh, podcast that uh, I I don't think you've responded to any of my emails about it, but it's called uh, Unlocking Matlock. Is the Matlock thing? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a Matlock thing. What, what are you doing? Why are you calling me? It's late. I, I know. I'm, I'm sorry, Michael. Uh, uh, I just wanted to know if you had any information on the Matlock conspiracy that uh, he's actually a very rich man who's in a very uh, crazy and insane nursing home um, where they uh, set up uh, a whole fantasy that he's this high-powered lawyer, but really it's just a way to try to get him his memory back. Are you kidding me? You're calling me with this? It's in the middle of the night. I'm trying. I want to. Sh- I got a shift in two hours. I got a shift. Wow. Um, did you hear that? What? No, I had stepped out. What's going That's on? That's right. Yeah, you'd left. <laughs> I heard a dog barking outside. I had to go look at it. That's right. Um, I didn't want to yell or anything at it, though. I just well, I opened, the, I opened the door and just looked to see if I could see what dog, where the dog was. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you just kind of like swung the door open and just stood there. I like to know where they are at all. Yeah. Well, look, my, my cousin Michael's going to help us out. Um, he's probably putting his uh, job in jeopardy. Uh, 
but he's gonna be able to help us out uh we go way back so he's a great guy it's i mean it's it's an interesting it's an interesting theory yeah, yeah. i mean i like to say I, I think we should unpack it a little bit more tony as we do in every episode of unlocking matt lock uh we have the don knots watch tony is don knots in this episode no All right, thank you so much for our Don Knotts watch. Still hasn't shown up yet. I'm hoping that yeah. he shows up. At, it's at some just point. a matter of time. I, I mean, according to your theory, he might be playing quite a role if he ever does, though. <laughs> I mean, I think he's there. He comes there to take him out of the dream. Ooh, like uh, Morpheus. Yes. <laughs> Don Knotts is Morpheus. <laughs> That's cool. That's so cool that he could do that. I knew he was uh-huh. a very powerful yeah. person. He shows up in a, a black leather trench mm-hmm. coat. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, can't quite, he can't quite get a hang of the glasses with no, with no uh, uh, um, uh, stems, though, that just right. sit on his nose. They're yeah. always falling off. And <laughs> falling off. Oh, oh darn it. Things. I can't. Darn it all. I can't get them on. And so, and then, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. And then mm-hmm. he offers him a uh, uh either a red mike and ike or a blue mike and ike mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he says you know if you take one of these then he'll get him out that's crazy that's crazy what if i told you <laughs> <laughs> uh that's that's nuts all right well we'll look forward to that um, yeah what <laughs> what a what an amazing episode of matlock uh I, I feel like it's only going to get better and it mm-hmm. does folks um th- this show is just so nationally celebrated uh people young and old love it we're all out there rewatching it it's trending on the internet constantly um you you sent me uh you sent me a a photo uh the other day uh i got it in the mail of you uh it was a polaroid you had taken yeah and then copied and then sent to me Mm -hmm. of all the awards that we keep getting sent for that's right best, best matlock pack podcast yeah best in class yep Mm -hmm. we have a lot of those uh clear glass triangle trophies yeah you're Uh, having a lot of trouble (laughs) putting them they're they're not very shelf friendly no well i keep yeah i'm like which way does this go is it the point down or i'm not (laughs) sure which part of the triangle uh they're gonna come in handy though they're gonna come in handy because we're you know yeah with the amount of murder that's out there and home invaders uh i'll be i'll be glad to have uh, those unlocking Matlock trophies to protect my home. What you could do is set them up where you, uh, if we could somehow get them a, like fixed to your to, to walls, <laughs> right. and then create some sort of situation where the room, mm. the walls could close in on the. Intruder. Oh yeah, like Whoa. a uh, Iron Maiden. Yeah, something like that, where they just <laughs> get killed by our Matlock podcast awards, <laughs> just squished. And yeah. I bet that uh, probably quite cathartic for the the intruder. Yeah, you guys. We have one of the best audiences uh, of any podcast. Uh, you guys are just the best. Uh, uh, you guys go on this journey with us every every week, and it's it's you know we get down to the bottom. We finally get to the bottom of Matlock. So this is another Matlock case closed. You can stand up, all rise. <laughs> yeah, you can all rise, and you can all you can leave, all you can all leave now shuffle out the door only, only one exit what? in the court, only one exit in the courtroom for that's something. right this is this has been unlocking matlock thanks so much 
Goodbye.